Welcome to Alaska Tracy's podcast, where you can expect to hear business and marketing tips and tools, as well as inspirational stories to guide your business and your life. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 34, Alaska Tracy's podcast. This is Tracy. Thanks for joining in. I've taken a sabbatical on my podcast over the last two months, and I'm thrilled to be back here and to share some amazing insights that I've had and what I've been up to. A year ago on my vision map was the goal to create a vision mapping meditation retreat for women in Soldovia, Alaska. Through lots of work, action steps, a lot of fear, (laughs) marketing, reaching out to others for advice, for help, the retreat happened. It happened in June and was a wonderful success. I was able to guide several souls to reach their goals through vision mapping meditation in the remote town and the wonderful majestic location of Soldovia. I was in fear, so much fear that the week before the retreat, I was crying in my husband's arm, we, arms. We were standing in the yard and and I was just overwhelmed with fear. Fear of my purpose, fear of all sorts of untrue things that my head was telling me. I can tell you that the moment that I got off the boat in Soldovia, the the retreat uh, was held in Soldovia, which to get there, you have to drive four hours from Anchorage to Homer, Alaska, and then take a 30 to 45 minute water taxi over to the village of Soldovia and to the uh, place where the retreat was, which was called Across the Bay Tent and Breakfast. I wasn't even off the water taxi a half an hour when I texted my husband and I said, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do this again. Was it painful? Yes. Was it a lot of work? Yes. Would I do it again in a heartbeat? So that was the beginning of June. Alaska's typical temperature in the summertime is 60 degrees. You never know if it's going to be rainy, if it's going to be what it's going to be doing. It's Alaska. It's a land of extreme temperatures. The only for certain is that around June 21st, the sun is almost out 24 hours. And December 21st, we are in our darkest period. So that's about the only constant. It was a beautiful weekend. We ended up doing half the retreat outside. So the women were able to finish up their vision mapping uh, from a table outside in the beautiful sunshine. There was a four-hour guided kayak trip with lunch included. All the meals were included. It was it was beyond what I could have imagined, as are most things that I'm able to walk through when I'm in fear. When I walk through them 
with the actions that I've written down. And then I'm able to really let go and let the universe, let God, let my higher power guide and direct the results. It's unimaginable what can happen. And it's usually beyond my wildest dreams. And that's that's what I teach people and, and what I guide people when I'm facilitating these, these workshops, these retreats. Right before the retreat, I got out of the shower singing, I get to guide souls to goals. That jingle just came to my head the morning of the retreat. And I was just laughing and joyful. And I, I just... I kept singing, I get to guide souls to goals. I get to guide souls to achieving goals. And I was laughing and and it was really magical. I was home not even a week and my brother and his wife, my sister-in-law and our niece and nephew who are eight and nine came to Alaska for the very first time. And I've been in Alaska almost 20, uh, 21 years now. So that was another planning trip. Uh, We started planning together, the four of us, two of us couples, my husband and myself and my brother and his wife, back in March. And I'm sort of a planner. I don't consider myself to be a sponta- spontaneous. Um, I'm spontaneous when it comes to going and hiking the mountains or not really having a schedule that I stick to every day. When it comes to a trip or people coming to visit, I'm, I'm very much a planner. So we created an outline and then filled in the blanks to make their trip as magical as possible. And there were several time slots or dates that were open that my brother and my sister-in-law came up with amazing activities like a 53-mile ATV ride into the backcountry of Alaska to this amazing glacier where we saw on the whole journey bears and moose and eagles and a whole... Uh, I don't know, I guess you call it a herd <laughs> of goats, mountain goats that came down, and mud and dirt and tons of water. The rivers were flooded, so we had to, the guide made calcu- calculated decisions on how to get us through each crossing. It was filled with magic. It was a week that was cold. We were in the high 40s, low 50s, very, very, very cold, lots of layers, uh, rain and wind. And and the whole eight days of their visit was magical. I took time off from work, did very, very minimal social media and responding to any emails that came up and felt very present, very, very present for their whole visit. The highlight for me was the very first night when my niece and nephew, Lucy and Jack, were down in our motorhome with me. We slept in the motorhome the first night, the three of us and Eddie the dog. And we talked about praying and meditating. They had just taken their first communion. And so we sat down in the motorhome. Now, our home is in the woods in Uh, Anchorage, Alaska, we live in the woods and it's very, very quiet. You can hear a creek 
down below. So we, we sat listening, and then we said a little prayer, which Jack led, and we were all on the bed that I was going to sleep on. We were sitting in a comfortable seated position, and we said a prayer, and then we meditated. And it was magical to meditate with an eight, nine-year-old. Now, the nine-year-old, who reminds me a lot of myself as a child, didn't really care for the meditation because she said she does not really like to be quiet, uh, which I giggled at. I, as a child, was always carrying one of those recorders around with me, talking in it and interviewing people, and imagine that. My nephew, however, he loved the meditation. So it was a delightful trip. And I sort of reeled from that after they left. I, I did work and I was able to send out a couple proposals and do a couple things and really cherish the retreat and the visit. And then start to do a little of my own soul searching. See, as a guide to taking people through a vision map and teaching people how to meditate, I have to practice what I preach. And it's often hard. When I'm guiding and facilitating workshops and retreats and one-on-one consultations, The biggest joy that I find is when a person has a fear pop up or they know of a fear and they start to really look at why that fear has been holding them back from their vision. And The process of vision mapping is meant to really go deep to find the core of what is keeping us stuck. What is keeping us from our visions? From taking the actions to get from where we are to actual success, which is defined by each of us. So the joy for me comes when the person is in the mess and I can see it in their face and then they have the breakthrough. Then they have that aha moment. And it can go either way. They can either choose to look at the fear and embrace it and have the aha moment, and move through it, and create action steps, and start taking actions to get the results. Or they can see the fear and not be willing to accept what it's going to take to move through, to get through it, to create the actions, to get the results. And either way, there's no right and wrong. It's all part of our journey. And we each get to have our own journey. And so doing the vision mapping, each person's vision map looks different. I've never, I've yet to see one vision map look like another, as well as each person's journey along the way.
So some people walk through the fear, they they get the aha, they're able to take the action steps and then really start implementing the action steps and their lives, their businesses, they start to explode. They start to see and feel the change. Well, it's the same for myself. So if I'm walking around teaching and preaching and sharing about all this vision mapping and finding the core and the fear and walking through it, and and I'm not doing it, well, I'm not able to do my work. I'm not able to move forward. So I spend a lot of time in that stuck zone or the scrolling aimlessly on social media mode in fear, looking at others, wondering what others are doing, how others are doing it. So I had a recent fear, a big, big one pop up in my life. And because I no longer like to sit in the fear, I hang with people that share with me how they get through the fear and and what they do is what I teach others to do. They, they do a lot of writing and a lot of meditating and, and then sharing what they are writing, what the fear is with another person. And then quickly look to get into action, into breaking through the fear to create the opposite to move through and to get to the other side. So I no longer like to sit in fear for too long. My soul gets very uncomfortable. I used to sit in fear and fears for weeks, for months, for years. I used to move because of fear, like literally pack my bags and move. Um, And I no longer can do that. It doesn't work for me. So I quickly reached out to a couple women in my life and I talked about a couple things. And that's how my process begins. I talk, talk, talk. I increased my meditation time several months ago. Uh, I practice now, oh, anywhere from 6 to 25 minutes a day. That's my practice. When I skip a day, I feel it, and those around me usually feel it. I'm not as serene or able to deal with certain My reactions are not as calm and cool as I would like them to be. So I've increased my meditation in the last probably six months, and that's made a huge difference. So for me, I do a lot of talking to a couple trusted souls, and then comes the writing. And what the writing does is it gives me clarity on really what the core of the fear is. There's always a core. It usually starts out for me looking like blame. I want to blame somebody, somebody else, for the fear that I'm having, for the anger that it's creating. So I usually mush that around in my head for quite a while, and then the writing. And the writing always leads to the core, which is about what's going on with me, within myself, within my soul. And so it's been probably the last three weeks of really doing inner work. And being a little stuck in the business. 
of not being able to move forward stuck in my life. So within the last couple days, I've had a few really great breakthroughs. And my mentor always asks, asks me the question that I ask people when I'm guiding people on their vision mapping journey. And that question is, are you ready to try something different? Are you ready to let go of what's keeping you stuck? Are you ready to start taking actions to walk through that fear? And nine times out of 10, by the time I'm, I've found the core with the mentor, my mentor that I work with, I'm in enough pain that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to change. And so my mentor suggested journaling again. What a concept. That's, again, when I'm guiding people, I sell my very own journal, the uh, Vision Journal by Alaska Tracy, which you can find on Amazon. Um, on the show notes, I'll drop a link in for it as well. And she suggested, why not use, it, use my own journal to write? What a concept. So this evening, I pulled my journal out, the Vision Mapping Journal by Alaska Tracy, and started journaling. The really wonderful thing that happened today, I'm smiling, uh, is that I made a commitment oh, probably three weeks ago that I would uh, go hike a mountain that's behind the house, our house where we live, and just go up the mountain a mile and down the mountain a mile, not with the goal of getting to the top. The reason for this mountain is because it's there's a lot of people that are on it, and it seems to be somewhat safe of bears, although somebody noted that a bear ran by not too long ago. There's bears everywhere right now in, in this town, so there's no safe places, so you just have to be very alert. However, it's a real heavy-duty cardio. Uh, it's a, a mile and... I do Today I did a mile and a half up and a mile and a half down, and it's, it's sometimes my heart is really, really racing. It's a great cardio. So I made the commitment about three weeks ago that twice, three times a week, I would do a mile up and a mile down. And so today I started out and it was pouring and it was foggy and it was kind of eerie. There was a couple spots that I walked. I couldn't see a foot in front of me and it was dead calm. So I was alone in the fog. And I noticed there was... Um, several groups of people coming down. There's always lots of people on this, on this mountain. And they were guiding blind kids and young adults. So there would be three or four people with one blind kid or young adult, and they would be guiding the person down the hill. I don't know how far down the mountain, I don't know how far up the mountain they went if they went all the way to the top. And I would listen. And I would watch just a little bit of the blind person being guided. And one of the, the girls 
was really scared. She was walking very, very slowly, and the guides were very careful with her. Other Others were listening to the guides, and they were moving quicker. And they would ask the guides questions, and the guides would tell them each step they took was being guided verbally. And as I passed each one of these groups and these blind people, I thought to myself, wow, they don't know if it's foggy. They don't know that, that their guides can't see a foot in front of them. What they do know is they're climbing a mountain. And they could feel the mist on their face. And I, I tried to imagine what it would be like to have no sight on a mountain. And, and what trust one would have to have to be led. The rocks were slippery and wet, and it was really muddy. So the trust that, that these young adults must have to be guided, the trust and the faith in their guides. I imagined a trust and a faith in a power greater than myself. And that when the fear is so strong and I'm so terrified of what I might find if I look within, that trust, that trust in knowing that there's something beyond me leading me, guiding me, loving me, wanting the very best for me, for you in life, that trust to do the work to get through the fears, to get to the other side, to get to the unknown, to get to the core issue, the trust to make the changes necessary, to grow, to live a full, rich, loving, kind life. And as I kept walking, my senses were heightened because of the fog and because at one point I, I didn't see anybody. And I thought, I really need to listen now because if a bear, if a bear is around me, I need to be aware. <laughs> and so I need to pay attention because I can't see very far. So I better listen really carefully. And that's really what meditation's about. It's about taking the time to listen, to be still, to hear the answers that, oh man, often those answers, they're so scary sometimes. It's in the stillness that we're provided so many answers, so much guidance to life. 
And oh, it's so sweet when we can hear, when we can hear and have those aha moments and then start to take different actions. And then the magic starts to appear. So I climbed up. I went a little farther than I had anticipated. And I smiled at people and I talked small talk with several of them, reminding them all that it was all, it's all just a journey, that the top is optional, that I was happy for some of them that had made it to the top today. And some of them weren't looking to make it to the top. They were just out for the experience. And I was reminded that that's what this is, all of it. It's the experience. And that there will be foggy days. There will be foggy days. There will will be foggy, foggy times in our life when we're filled with fear, when we're stuck, unsure. And if we can take the time to be still, to meditate, to pray, if we can take time to do some writing and to, to find out why we're stuck, why we're in fear, and share it with another person, a mentor in our lives, a, a coach, a consultant, whatever you want to call it, somebody that you can run things by that can help you to sort sort it out and help help you to move through it and then experience the joy. The funny thing is, I got home and it was pouring and I was soaking wet and cold. It was in the low 50s. And so I made a fresh pot of coffee and I hopped in the shower and tried to warm my bones. And by the time my husband got home, the sun came out and it cleared. We had one more rainstorm after that, and it's been sunny and hot the rest of the day, hot for Alaska, right? 65 the rest of the day, beautiful. Like the, the exact way and place my soul is right now, a place in a place of beauty and love and a place that feels, again, like all things are possible. Like all things are possible. And that I can take actions to create the desires in my life, in my business, in my life, and that I can let go of the results. So that is how I move through a process and get to the other side. And when I get to the other side, it's so beautiful. And I'm a little bit, 
just a little bit more vulnerable and able to listen to my heart and share with you from my heart and not my head. So I have all sorts of wonderful things coming up. Like I said earlier, I have my uh, vision journal by Alaska Tracy. It's on Amazon. I have an online course, which I just dropped the price to $97. It's two 60-minute workshops with homework. It's vision mapping to get you through a vision map. So it's a do-it-yourself online course, and I'll drop the link into the show notes, or you can message me for that link. And you just click on the link, and you pay $97, and the course will be sent to you with the homework. I also have one-on-one consulting or coaching that you are welcome to sign up for. I like to encourage people to do at least five sessions to get the most bang for the buck and really complete the vision map, get through the vision map. And then I do workshops. So I do retreats. I do personalized workshops where I go into organizations or businesses and I can do it virtually. I have a Zoom platform where we can all see each other or in person. Uh, Currently working with a couple organizations where I'm taking their whole staff through a vision mapping program to get the results that they want within the organization to help the organization grow. So if any of those interests you, feel free to email me, Alaska spelled out, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at alaskatracy.com. I thank you so much for listening to this episode. May you find enlightenment, encouragement, and inspiration. I look forward to talking to many of you and bringing you the next podcast episode very soon. Until then, bye-bye.